Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two, Betting Across America. Dave Ross and Adam Burke here from Circa Sportsbook in fabulous downtown Las Vegas. And, you know, behind us, we were mentioning during the break, there is a huge crowd here watching Real Madrid against Liverpool. And we're trying to discern because we hear through the glass the groans, the cheers. It's still scoreless, by the way. Not looking great for the over here, at least in the first half, as they played the 24th minute. Um, how would you decipher the crowd? Who are they pulling for? Is it Liverpool or is it Real Madrid? I don't know. I think close to us, it's Liverpool. But maybe maybe down the other side, it's a little, <laughs> a little Real Madrid. I see some I don't right know. out all there. I know, all I know is the $7 beers are flowing out there. Oh, my God. So, and the guy's got a great hat. It just says, go beer, the vendor that's selling there. Seven bucks, you, you, well, it's a nine buck beer, but it's not bad because the atmosphere here. Right. Is, you're, you're paying for the atmosphere. You do. Yeah, right? it's a little entertainment tax, but, you know, I mean, there are uh, alternative ways downtown here <laughs> to, yeah. uh, to sa- save a little money on, on your booze. The, 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 life, the, the Las Vegas lifestyle is very different from other cities. It is. Let's just say it's quite fun. Uh, in the Charles Schwab challenge going on right now, this is kind of the amazing part. We still have right now a four-way tie for the lead. Patrick Reed has made a bogey uh, to fall out of that share of the top five. But really, the leaders aren't going anywhere. They're still at nine under par. Now, again, tons of golf to go here. But really, the leaders just kind of par golf here in the first four or five holes. So it is allowing for some other guys of note. You mentioned Adam in the first hour. We need another big name to join the fray. You could have gotten Jordan Spieth an hour ago, 40 to 1. Now, 20 to 1. And the reason why I bring up these numbers because Wes and I were doing the show last week 
at the uh, PGA Championship. And Justin Thomas, you could have gotten Justin Thomas in the final round, 30-1, to in-game. And then, boom, here he comes. So we talk about pedigree players a lot. This is not, no disrespect to the, to the immortal Ben Hogan, this is not a major championship here at the Charles Schwab. It is a very good tour stop. But it's not like the same pressure that the guys felt last week at the PGA. Therefore, would you handicap it a little bit differently that I don't want to play Scotty Scheffler at plus 190 when I might be able to go get a Bo Hostler at 14 to 1, who's tied for the lead, Harold Varner the third, who's never won in the PGA Tour, 14 to 1. Davis Riley, 20 to 1. Victor Hovland, we know it's a matter of time right now, 22 to 1. So there's some other names, and Chris Kirk, by the way, 25 to 1. And I know our guys here at Vison and Brady Cannon likes him this week. There's some other names out there with some real viable chances at pretty good numbers. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, look, there are some sources you can look at out there for live strokes, gain numbers and stuff like that. And just looking at one uh, from Data Golf right now, Brendan Todd plus five and a half strokes gain today total. And wow. we talked about it. He was five under through eight holes today. These other guys are shooting par golf mm-hmm. through their first few holes. He eagled the first hole, birdied the second hole, had a couple <laughs> more birdies on the front nine. But Scheffler right now not playing overly well, nope. tee to green, and he's made four pars because the putter has saved him. And you you look at something like that, and the price is kind of cost prohibitive on Scotty Scheffler. But sure. like you look at his numbers today, and you think he'll make an adjustment. He's too good for his tee to green. You know, his around the green play to continue like that. If the putter's good, everything else is probably going to catch up throughout the course of the round. So I'm kind of looking at that and thinking Scheffler may have a two shot lead going into the final round, something like that. It's an excellent handicap because, again, if you watched Mito Pereira last week in the final round, he was saving par. Mm-hmm. Eventually, that's going to catch up to you. So let's see if Scotty Sheffer doing it on a Saturday is a little bit different than doing it on a Sunday. That gets back to a point that you made in the first hour, which is when you're actually watching the golf and not just the numbers, you can glean who's playing better golf and maybe who's getting by. Right now, Scotty Sheffer's getting by, mm-hmm. and he is tied for the lead. And you mentioned uh, Brennan Todd right now. His number's gotten shorted. Pretty darn well here. He is now, I'm looking at the screen, plus 650 as these numbers are changing, uh, making that eagle on one and chipping in for birdie on two. Heck of a start to his Saturday round. So it is moving day at the Charles Schwab and Jordan Spieth. I mentioned 20 to 1. That's gone. 18 to 1. Jordan Spieth starting to climb that leaderboard uh, just a little bit. Let's get back to baseball here uh, very quickly, Adam, because, again, I'm going to play it. I think it's an excellent handicap game, too, between the Nationals, uh, in Arizona later on today. Right now, I believe that totals at nine and a half in game two. And normally, you don't like to blindly play a, a double dip the second game of it. But the reason why is, again, it's an astute handicap from what you've seen in game one with all these runs scored and the bullpen's getting used up. And then you look at the pitching matchup. It's favorable to the over anyway. We look at the runs that are starting to fly out of ballparks and certainly at Nats Park, it does seem to lend itself towards the over. Yeah, I mean, look, Austin Gomber made it through an inning and a third today for Colorado. So they had to use four relievers, a couple of multi-inning guys, and they've got a guy in Chad Cool today that has not pitched all that well in his last three starts. He only gave up one run against the Pirates last week, but walked four, gave up five hit, five hits, gave up a ton of hard contact to a not very good lineup. Right. And his previous two starts before that weren't overly good. In fact, they were both bad. So Chad Cool's a guy I'm looking to bet against. Then you look at Washington here today, and the fortunate thing for them is that you know they were able to play with that big lead a little bit. They didn't use their primary relievers, but their starter tonight, Adon, is not very good at all. Mm-mm. So 
you know, you had a, a scenario today with three home runs in the first game. We had, you know, a lot of hits, a lot of performance with men in scoring position. Those are things that maybe can kind of carry over a little bit. And something I've seen, and I noticed this yesterday, and I've been really picking up on this. So the strikeout rate is down across Major League Baseball. Mm. And we're seeing more balls in play. Teams are not as stout defensively as they used to be because you had the strikeout, right? You didn't need to be as good defensively, uh, you know, in the present day as you had to be in the past. So now we're seeing a lot of hits of late with more balls in play, more pitchers pitching to contact. Then it just becomes a matter of are these teams getting hits with men in scoring position? Yes or no. The answer is yes. You get some of these big, huge, you know, massive high scoring games. If the answer is no, well, then you wind up getting the 4-3, 4-2, stuff like that. So the hope would be that today, with a couple of bad starting pitchers on the mound, that those chances are cashed in by the offenses. So that's what I'm looking for in this one, and then hopefully it comes through in game two. Adam, very quickly, I want to stay in that point, because it's almost a bigger question that I have for you, because I've talked about this with a lot of people that love baseball like we do. That's what the game wants. They want balls in play. It's I know everybody loves the long ball and chick stick the long ball. Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin did that commercial decades ago, right? So it's kind of into our DNA. Home run strikeout, home run strikeout. I don't know that that's the best way to grow the game, if you will. But I am not hearing the complaints that I typically hear with Major League Baseball, right? I don't need ghost runners on second base when we get to extra innings. If you're going to do that, put kegs in the outfield. Let's call it softball. But, like, I don't need to gimmick gimmick up the game. If they get more balls in play, which is what we are getting, that's going to be better for the fan base, and it's going to attract more people to the sport. Just bigger picture uh, conversation for, for a second. But do you think that's what baseball wants? Yeah, I think so. I mean, look, you know, and it's not even just I hear the conversation all the time. Well, why don't guys just hit the ball the other way? Why don't guys hit the ball the other way against the shift? So on and so forth. Pitching is better than ever before. Guys are throwing harder than ever before. Pitch usage is a lot different. You know, there's only so much that the human body can do to adjust, right? I mean, your reaction time is your reaction time. You can improve it maybe slightly, but you know, guys are throwing fastballs harder than ever before. You mm-hmm. have to make your decision much earlier than you used to if you want to swing or not, and also where you're going to swing, where your bat path is going to be. So it's just really, really hard nowadays to hit in Major League Baseball. And last year, we started to see this basically from the beginning of June on when you had the crackdown on foreign substances. Strikeout rates did go down. Yep. Last year was the first year since I think the mid-2000s where the strikeout rate actually went down in terms of strikeout percentage compared to the previous year. We've seen it go down again this year, largely because the ball is dead, also because you have continued enforcement about the foreign substances. But then next year, they're expected to take the shift away. So if you have this, you know, more balls in play environment with the inability to shift, offense is going to go up. Now, they were saying, based on studies, that it wasn't going to go up that much. But from what I'm seeing this year, with with pitchers pitching to contact more often... More balls in play without the shift is probably going to create more offense than expected. So, you know, again, baseball is the only sport that fundamentally changes everything it feels like going into a season. But if they get rid of the shift next year, and obviously it's a long way away, but if they get rid of the shift next year, it will be fascinating to see how games are totaled, how pitch to contact starters are priced, everything like that. Okay, objection, Your Honor. I do not believe... In any major sport, there should be something called illegal defense. I don't think it should exist in the NBA. I don't think it should exist in Major League Baseball. To me, that is ludicrous that we're going to say, you know, again, the conversation will just go the other way. Play wherever you want to play. I don't care. Load them all up on one side. That's fine. You got to figure out a way to beat that. 
it, it will be fascinating though to see like how far can they go mm-hmm. what's the demarcation line because that is going to affect totals next year of how people are allowed legally if the shift goes away to play defense in major league baseball how to defend because it's it's insane to me that we're going to get there but this is what we're talking about with they're trying to get eyeballs on their sport they think this is a way that's going to do it they think speeding up the pitchers is going to do it i wonder if that's affected the strikeout total they don't have as much time anymore to get their bearings if you will kind of put them on a clock so all these changes all feel like they're pro offense and anti strikeouts and defense yeah, it sure seems that way. And, you know, it's been interesting to see minor league call-ups come up. Guys that are playing with the pitch clock in AAA come up to the major leagues, work a lot quicker than, than hitters are really accustomed to. Or some guys kind of slow down and go back into their old routines because there is no pitch clock in, in Major League Baseball. Uh, you know, and also, wow. too, something else that, I mean, this is a, a whole other bag of cats to open, but the humidor right now, with the exception of Coors Field, is universal across the board in That's terms right. of the humidity, the storage, all of that. It should be dynamic based on the climate of where that ballpark is. Mm. If that's a change that Major League Baseball makes for next year, and I don't know if they're smart enough to do it, but if that's a change, that just changes absolutely everything again. So uh, handicapping baseball is is some days not a whole lot of fun. Wow. Adam, this is a Pandora's box, but we didn't open it. Major League Baseball did mm-hmm. with all these changes that are coming. And again, you should take some of this into account, certainly for your handicaps. By the way, still scoreless. We're here in the... We're getting close, but so far it's still nil-nil between Liverpool and Real Madrid. We'll update the golf and Major League Baseball. Come on back. Betting Cross America right here in Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be my That's my game. game. <laughs> <laughs> 
There's plenty to celebrate in March and craft month with the perfect pizza at home class from craftsy and anytime is right to listen to iheart radio's iheart country radio discover more shows and movies for free whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Dave Ross, Adam Burke, continuing betting across America right here on VEASAN. Still scoreless right now. A lot of consternation here at Circus Sportsbook. I see a lot of this. People, a lot of that. A lot of that going on as we're now in the 38th minute. Still scoreless between Liverpool and Real Madrid. We mentioned that it felt like, again, you and I do not claim to be the uh, biggest observers. Soccer sharps, right? not us. So that's not what we're doing here. But we did get the feel that we thought there was going to be offense today. We talk about this a lot with the NHL and certainly the NBA. Would you consider if this thing stays nil-nil, kind of look at those second-half options and, like, as just from a purely analytical side and say, hey, if we get a scoreless, you know, first half, we're probably going to have a little bit more offense here in the second. Maybe, although, I mean, from the looks of it, they're – Really haven't been a lot of high-quality no. scoring chances here. I mean, there was that one that uh, riled up everybody behind us, whether you're rooting for Liverpool uh, or Real Madrid. But other than that, that's something we've had a lot of shot attempts, a no. lot of play you know, sort of outside or between the boxes, a lot of play at midfield, it feels like. So right now, again, we'll keep, it, uh, we'll keep adjusting there, but it's still scoreless right now. Major League Baseball, uh, you, sir, had a pretty good handicap today of the Royals against the Twins, and it was looking great. 5-1, you're coasting to a nice, pretty good number that you got there, too, uh, against the Win Twins. But Minnesota kind of getting back into this thing. And I want a two-part question here for that. One, why did you like Kansas City today? And two, do you got kind of go first five when you like a dog on the road if you like the pitching matchup? So I'll start with the first one, why I like the Royals today. I'm not a big believer in Chris Archer, and Chris Archer did not pitch well for the Twins today. He's just, he's not efficient. You know, there's just, there's really not much to like about watching him Mm. or really reading his stat line. And he was a guy in line for some negative regression, so I bet against that. And and also, too, I I thought Brady Singer, the starting pitcher for the Royals, had more upside. That was a correct part of the handicap. And I also felt like the two bullpens, neither one's been particularly good this season. So I felt like they just kind of canceled each other out. That's a big thing for me, and, and I do play more full games than first fives because I feel like one of the stronger parts of, of my handicapping repertoire is to be able to handicap bullpens, to know who's available, to sort of know you know how they're performing, know where their stats sort of line up with betting a full game as opposed to a first five. Something that we're going to talk about on the run line, and I looked at this yesterday. Our, the run line is from 8 to 10 Eastern tomorrow with myself and Ben Wilson. So generally speaking, in mm-hmm. an average year, the team with a lead after five innings wins 83% of the time. Give or take a percent here or there, but it's usually 83% of the time. 
This season in Major League Baseball, the team with the lead after five innings going into Friday's games had won 88.4% of the time. So the bullpens have been holding up. And I know a lot of people will bet first fives because they get a blown save Mm -hmm. and you know, it it sort of scars them, you know, puts them on tilt and all of that. But the reality is if you think a team's going to be ahead more often than not, they're going to win that game. And the first five numbers are typically 20 cent lines or 25 cent lines. Whereas you can find 10 or 15 cent lines for the full game. And by that, I mean, plus 110 and minus 120, you know, plus 112, minus 123, something like that pregame. Whereas that's probably going to be plus 115 and minus 135 for the first five. So you give up some line equity taking the first five to avoid, you know, that blown save that everyone's so afraid of. But it happens a lot less often than you would think. That's interesting because, again, I'm probably one of those people that believes, boy, if I really like the pitching matchup, maybe first five, I don't want to get into the bullpen situation. But those numbers don't lie. So really, America, it's not affecting you uh, as much as you might think. Because I, I think you're right. People get jaded. All of a sudden, they go, oh, why do you go to that arm for the whole situation? I, you know, We're not the managers. We can't predict it. But the numbers say 88% of the time, they're still holding on doing their job. So you're not getting burned by that maybe as much as you might think. Well, and think about it, right? Like, I don't know if you're a poker player or if you've, you've played before, but you remember the bad beat. You don't remember when you hit the two-outer to, to win a big pot over somebody. Right. You remember the bad beat when you lost it. You know, you remember the bad beat. I, there are college football bowl games, the 2013 New Mexico Bowl, that I think of all the time. <laughs> I don't remember when I had a lucky winner or something like that. I remember the devastating bad beat. Sure. That's just kind of how we're wired. And people do the same thing in terms of the blown saves. They don't remember when the team that you bet on you know, scored four runs in the ninth to win you a bet, something like that. But you definitely remember when they gave up four to make you a losing bet. The Phillies. I'm sure Philly fans against the Metropolitans earlier this year, they're going, how in the world did I lose that wager, right? Oh, I should have just gone first five. Would have won it. That doesn't happen very often. So we got a goal. We got a goal. We got a goal. And we have a party behind us. Whoa! Real Madrid is on the board, which makes sure it stands. But wait a second. Could there be offsides? The, the people here at Circa do not want to hear that. But we do have a goal. Let's just see if it stands. Yes. one nothing right now, Real Madrid. That looks like a good goal to me. <laughs> we'll find out if it stands. So that is the live reaction we're getting uh, right here from Circa because people are packed. Mm-hmm. They've packed out Circa Sportsbook here for this Premier League final. I want to know what Stadium Swim looks like for this. Oh, man. I saw some people, when I was coming in, I saw some people going up there with, with jerseys on, so... Really? Could, could be a party up there. I would... I mean, it's a party every day. I would but. venture a guess that it is. They're still reviewing this right now. So, again, we'll, we'll try to update for you, but we're in the 44th minute. It felt like so a good So, this will take goal. us to halftime, too. This could. Right? And, again, I'm trying to decipher whether or not they think it's... it's I, I'm trying to figure out what they are exactly reviewing here. But it looked like a good goal to me, but we will see. We are not the... The officials here as they are now. It was a subdued celebration. Yes. So I, I, I do wonder. Quickly muted here at Circuit 2. Everybody sat back down. So we'll see. Goal check is going on right now. So officially nil-nil. But let's see if Real Madrid is, in fact, on the board. We mentioned the Charles Schwab. Uh, John Huh has entered the fray here. Now he's playing the 11th hole. He's in, currently in seventh place. Two shots back. Patrick Reed right now, again, a shot off the lead as we have a five-way tie. You mentioned Brendan Todd. He's hanging in there. Yes, he's going to run out of holes today. But you wonder when you look at Brendan Todd right now, he's the second betting favorite here at 750. 
Uh, actually, he's tied now with Bo Hostler at plus 750, Patrick Reed at plus 750, and Harold Varner the third. I mentioned he was 20 to 1. He's now 9 to 1. So these changing numbers here uh, keep moving as the leaders are not separating. Scotty Scheffler still $2 uh, to get this thing home tomorrow, along with Scott Stallings. Say a guy like Stallings is still 10 to 1, even though he's tied up with Scotty Scheffler as they play. Stallings on the sixth hole, Scheffler's on the seventh. So we'll keep an eye there. But that looks like it's going to be a sprint to the finish tomorrow to see who can get that done. Jordan Spieth, I mentioned him. He's back to 22 to 1. So some trouble there for Jordan Spieth. Uh, let's get back to Major League Baseball here. In the remaining time here, we again mentioned you were on the Royals. They're still leading right now 5 to 3 against Minnesota. What were some of the other best bets that you had on the board today? Well, along with that game, too, and the, the Rockies-Nationals doubleheader, the over in that one, I went ahead and took Texas in, in their game against Oakland today. Uh, Taylor Hearn on the mound for Texas. Zach Logue going for Oakland in this one. Uh, look, I'm not high on either starting pitcher, but mm -hmm. Texas's bullpen has actually morphed into a pretty good unit over the last couple of weeks here. They've sort of figured out where everybody slots in. Uh, their bullpen hierarchy is, is what I like to call it, where they <laughs> kind of know, you know who's coming out when. And, and so it just kind of makes things a little bit more predictable for a team when they get into a close game late. Uh, but with that being said, you know, I'm just not a, a believer in Oakland, not a believer in the Oakland offense. Texas has too much talent to be playing as bad offensively as they are right now. Marcus Semien had three hits yesterday. He's starting to pick it up. The Rangers were actually dead last in on-base plus slugging OPS uh, among their leadoff at number two hitters. Hmm. Those guys have to be good because those are the guys that set the table for the middle of the order and allow you to score runs. So I was kind of looking at that with the Rangers here and, and thinking to myself, you know, that's going to get better. That's going to make their offense better. It seems like maybe that's starting to happen a little bit. So I went ahead and took a shot with the Rangers here, who, of course, uh, you know, the A's have two on with two out here in the first inning. All right, so we'll keep an update there. By the way, it is official. No goal. Take that goal off the board, offsides. No goal, but everyone's celebrating the two runs that the Royals just scored for me. So <laughs> there you go. Royals now up 7-3. to three. That's what the big cheer was for. It wasn't <laughs> for that goal that got uh, disallowed there. So offsides was the official call, and now we're in uh, stoppage time now here in the first half. But it looks like, barring a miracle here, we're going to go to halftime nil-nil. So not a lot of offense, uh, zero right now on the board. But that... Those are tough. When you feel like you got it, maybe mm -hmm. the ice gets broken there, and you get that first one before halftime, it's off the board. So still right now, scoreless between Real Madrid and Liverpool. And also, too, that call alters a lot now in terms of halftime wagering yes. and, and you know what, what people were going to do, what the lines were going to look like, what the sports books were going to do, especially because you know that would have been a goal for the dog, Real Madrid. Right. That would have made for a really interesting halftime line for Liverpool, who was you know even money in three-way betting before the game and all that. Now, you know, the second half definitely takes on a different feel unless we get some kind of goal here before uh, stoppage time ends. All right, so right now, again, we'll see how much time they have left before they get to halftime. It's still scoreless there. You mentioned your Royals. A couple more on the board there. They're up 7-3. St. Louis all over Milwaukee. That live number, by the way, is 11.5 as they play the 7th, 8-1 to there. I believe preflop, I believe it was nine. And something really quick to mention, a lot of these blowouts, because teams are really trying to protect their arms, mm -hmm. you know, because of you know going back to the full season last year, a lot of position players. We've seen a lot of opportunities to bet live overs late in blowouts because position players have been coming out to pitch. Are you saying Albert Pujols might get uh, a save today? It might come out. <laughs> you know, don't give him a save, but at least give him a hold if they're going to put these guys right. out there in these blowout scenarios. Eight to one, St. Louis on top right now. Come on back. Let's see if we get some action and some offense in Real Madrid and Liverpool. It is betting across America right here on Visa and the Sports Betting Network.
This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. The betting splits page is going to show you where the money and bets are moving for every game. And now it's updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. You're going to be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way. VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Back alongside Adam Burke, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. That goal was disallowed, so I believe we've gotten to halftime now. Mm-hmm. So people here at Circus Sportsbook have mellowed out. And it is nil-nil right now between Real Madrid and Liverpool. You had an observation, sure, sir, in a baseball game. The Yankees right now lead the Tampa Bay Devil Rays one nothing. I say Devil Rays because today... They're throwing it back. Yeah, and you like those unis. They're rocking the Devil Rays unis. They look good. They look really sharp. The logo looks really, really good. Uh, this was an interesting one to me. I, I almost went ahead and laid the price on Garrett Cole and kind of wish I did. Mm. Kind of have a little bit of uh, whatever the opposite of buyer's remorse is <laughs> here on this one. Because, you know, the thing about Corey Kluber is he's actually he's pitched pretty well throughout the course of this season. Mm-hmm. But he's pitched really well against bad teams. When he stepped up in class and faced some better lineups, He's had some issues, and that's a really important thing that you need to do at this time of the year. And it's something that I'm doing with every starting pitcher handicap. I'm looking at the game logs. I want to see, you know, if you're facing, not that the Yankees are a great offense, especially without Giancarlo Stanton, right. but they're better than the Orioles or the Tigers of the world or some of the other teams that some of these starting pitchers have faced. So go through the game logs. Make sure that you're taking a look to see, you know, have these guys just faced a bunch of tomato cans, you know, or have they actually faced guys that, you know, are pretty good hitters, pretty good lineups, you know? If I see a left-handed pitcher that's gotten knocked around by the Angels Mm -hmm. or the White Sox or the Cardinals or somebody like that, then I go, okay, that happens. Those those lineups just do really good against lefties. They may be in a better situation today against a lineup that's not as good against a lefty. So those are things that are really important to take a look at here where, yeah, we've got some sample sizes of value, but also you want to apply the context of, you know, who these guys have actually faced. I think about a guy like Jose Barrios for the Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah. In his early starts, he faced the Yankees three times, Houston twice. Like, it's hard to pitch against them. <laughs> when you step down in class, you should look better, and he has. So those are things I think are really important when you're handicapping the baseball card. Look at the game logs for the starting pitchers and see, you know, which lineups they've actually faced and, and how they've fared against those teams and how they've fared against the bad ones as well. Because you're right. A lot of people, the, the novice better, they're going to go, oh, this guy's getting roughed up. Well, look who roughed him up. Right. And look at the lineup they're going to go up against t- uh, today. It might be very different. So there's, that's where you get that positive return here on maybe some of those pitchers that have started off on the Rocky side. It really might not be there that bad. It's just the lineups they've been going up against are pretty darn good. That's why that uh, the information of Easton.com, if you're going to take this seriously, you need to really do your homework uh, in that regard. But you're you're missing the lead here in the Devil Rays. And that is the uniform. Are, are those to you, when you look at the throwbacks, are those your favorite throwbacks that you see? Or do you have some better ones out there? Uh, oh, that's a good question. So I, I, I'm probably in the minority here, but I really like when the Padres were like the old brown or, or you know, kind of that mustard yeah, yellow that looking mustard, color. Yeah, that is. I like that. I, I like when the Royals go with the, the powder blue. Or, or the Blue Jays when they go with the powder blue. Yeah, I think that's a really, really sharp look too. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. You know, and it, 
not to go off on a tangent here, but you, know, you look at the Cleveland Guardians, for example, right? I mean, you know, they, they wanted to get away from Chief Wahoo in the sure. Indians' name, and they had a lot of pressure to do that. They kind of made a handshake agreement with Major League Baseball. You know, hey, we'll, you know, please give us the All-Star game. We'll phase out Chief Wahoo. That's how that all kind of came together. Mm-hmm. Do a full rebrand. Wear green and maroon something. or you know, like maroon and gold, something like that. Just be different. Instead, they just go with the same generic red and blue, a similar font to what they had, a block C. I don't know. That's... Yeah, I love minor league baseball for that reason. Yeah. You got names like the Trash Pandas. It's fantastic. Like, I mean, you know, the, the well, Yard Goats. I and mean, by come the way, on. It, the Devil Ray, it's a fish. It's mm. Nobody's pro devil. Nobody's like, yeah, let's go Devils. I mean, New Jersey, New Jersey Devils. devils. I, I yeah. just don't get it. Mm. But hey, that's where we are. So today, it is, in fact, the Devil Rays. Tomorrow, I'm sure they'll be back to just the Rays. How to get rid of that. Uh, very quickly, uh, we're updating the golf still. Boy, oh boy, the weeders here, and we're talking about Scott Stallings, uh, uh, Bo Hossler, Scotty Scheffler, pars across the board. And now we're getting to the uh, to the back end of the front nine here as they play seven and eight. This is going to be bring a lot of players into the fray tomorrow. What I'm talking about is the Jordan Spees, maybe the Harold Varners, guys that are like seven, eight under, six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of golfers are going to have to go through to get there. But nobody's, you know, nobody's run out to 12 under. Nobody's running out to 13 under. Now, maybe they will in the back nine. But as of right now, this log jam leaderboard is going to give you the opportunity. If you think somebody can come from behind tomorrow, might be some good value there. I'm going to be looking at Patrick Reed. And right now, he's one off the pace here. And uh, he's playing the eighth hole here. Remember, he was tied for the lead. Right now, he's about plus 750 to get him. It's almost like if I want to play this after the round, I don't want him to make that charge yet. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I kind of want him to hold in place like Braveheart. Hold and just wait and see if I can get a better number on you. Because I do think if you're within one or two of the lead tomorrow, still playable. Yes, Scotty Scheffler is going to be the shortest favorite here to close this out. But right now, it's a par train for Scotty Scheffler. Birdies are out there to be made. But right now, nobody is running away with this thing at the Charles Schwab. One thing I want to say real quick, like I talked about, you know, in terms of looking at some of the live strokes gain numbers, mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler, according to Data Golf right now, minus 1.3 strokes gain T to green. That's the worst of anybody in the top 20 Whoa. for today's round. And he hasn't given up any ground whatsoever because he's been putting pretty well. He's been saving pars on the greens. So, again, it's one of those things where you're looking at a player, a world class, you know, top notch, top of his game player in Scotty mm-hmm. Scheffler, who's not playing particularly well today, yet hasn't given up shots on the field. The only guy who's really made a charge is Brendan Todd, who yep. did it in the first eight holes, and he's you know shooting par golf now throughout as well. And he is right now the second favorite at plus 650. Uh, as another, I'm another par for Scheffler. Unbelievable. Eight holes, eight pars for Scotty Scheffler. Uh, again, yeah, the things I would do to have eight straight pars on a golf and course. And we're, we're looking at like a negative. Like, know, oh my right? God, what's yeah. wrong with He's this guy? He's shooting par. But again, you see it's just par 70. So if you watched last week, the PGA Championship, very similar, okay, that both these courses par 70s. So guys aren't going to go out there. There's only a par five on each side. So you're not going to go out there and say, well, I'll just wait to the par fives. That's when I make my money. No, it's not there to be had. So again, very similar course design that we saw last week uh, in Tulsa, for the playing of the PGA Championship. Uh, Major League Baseball, I want to get back there for a second here, Adam. I'm looking at the Reds, and right now they've jumped out early against San Francisco, 3-0, uh, to another nice lead for the Reds. Played better best baseball since that awful start to, to the beginning of the year. What do you make of these new Cincinnati Reds 
do you think over the course of 162 they get closer to where they were at the beginning of the year or what we've seen in the last couple of weeks? Well, a few things here regarding the Reds. I mean, first of all, you know, and I kind of mentioned this when they got off to a really bad start. I mean, it was extremely bad. There, there was a period where they were on pace for about 20 or so wins. Now they're up to 15. But they started with the Braves. They actually split that series, that four-game series against the reigning World Series champs. Lost a couple of games to my Guardians, but then they played at Los Angeles, at San Diego, played a pretty good St. Louis team. Then they hosted San Diego, ran into Colorado on the road when they weren't hitting at all. And then they played Milwaukee for three games. Mm. Ever since the schedule lightened up and they've played Pittsburgh a couple of times, they've kind of gotten back to respectability here. But looking at, at this game specifically, a couple of things. One, Great American Ballpark has been the only ballpark this season in terms of high-quality contact that has played about true. Because we talked about it already with the Humidor. You know, we've seen offense down in a lot of places. But Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati has played like the hitter's haven that it is mm-hmm. pretty much all season long. The second thing, the Giants. So I actually am still a believer in the Giants. I know there were some projection systems coming into the season that were not. They were looking for a lot of negative regression from the Giants. The Giants are a pathetic defensive team this year, <laughs> and I don't know why. I don't know what's changed for them, but they're a really, really bad defensive team. It's been hurting Alex Wood. It's been hurting Alex Cobb. It's kept Logan Webb from being as good as he should be. Mm -hmm. Uh, Carlos Rodon is a guy where you worry about the arm health throughout. But the Giants are a team right now, to to draw a golf analogy here, they are scrambling. I mean, they are just, you know, they're finding ways to win games late. You know, they're they're making those hero chips out of the bunkers, so to speak, stuff like that. But this is a team that has a lot going on right now, and they've not hit their stride. They've not played overly well. They're not, you know, buried in the standings or anything like that. But this is a team that's had a lot of, of tough things going on here. And it looks like, uh, you know, today, another tough start for Alex Wood. But Vladimir Gutierrez is one of the worst starting pitchers in Major League Baseball. So the offense should, I would think, get it going for the Giants here today at some point. Does that have anything to do with Jack Peterson getting slapped? I don't know. Like, look, we talk about know. these things like all you know, of a sudden they're struggling. You're like, what's going on? And Jock's getting slapped by Tommy Pham over fantasy football. And like some strange things are happening for what we thought was a, a really big surprise last year and a surprise at the beginning of the year in a positive way this year. But so far now, they're starting to fade a little bit. It's so funny. Tommy Pham said that he slapped Jack Peterson because he effed with his money. He just cost himself $111,000 getting suspended for three games. So I hope it was worth it. Where's the logic in that, Tommy? Not the smartest idea out there. When we come back, I do want to get uh, your thoughts on a couple other baseball games that aren't going to go for a couple hours and also some NFL news and notes that could affect maybe how you handicap some of these teams for the upcoming season. Come on back. It's Betting Across America right here on Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. 
Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call one 800 522 4,700. Back alongside Adam Burke, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America right here on VEASAN. And before we get back to Major League Baseball, you and I were watching the golf here a little bit, and I look up and I see Scott Stallings miss about a one-footer. Bogey. I look up, I see Bo Hossler miss another short putt. Bogey. So now that five-way tie is now a two-way tie between Scotty Scheffler and Brendan Todd. And here's the interesting thing. If you're looking at it now going, well, these guys are going to tear it up. No, 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 no. It is windy as all get out. You and I have the sound down. We can't hear it. So you really have to watch. And all of a sudden you see that, I mean, these flags are, are, are moving. And these guys are really struggling with this wind. And that's why right now we were kind of kidding. Like, boy, these guys are all stuck in neutral and par. Par might not be a bad score. So, again, the winning score last week at the PGA Championship was single digits. 
I don't know if that'll hold all the way through tomorrow, but right now we get a log jam with a lot of guys at seven, eight, and nine, and that's why these numbers are moving all around here rapidly because the wind is up in Texas at the Charles Schwab. They've begun the second half right now, still scores between Liverpool and Real Madrid. We'll keep you abreast of the situation there if any goals are scored there. And right now, the uh, Cardinals still up 8-1 in the Brew Crew, and your Royals looking good 7-3 right now as they play the 8th against Minnesota. Score was between the Rangers and the Athletics, and one nothing Yankees over the Rays. We mentioned the Reds up 3-zip over the Giants and the Guardians and Tigers scoreless right now, as are the Marlins and Braves. We've talked about the Rockies in Nationals Game 2. We kind of both like the over. You gave great rationale for why uh, John Adon going up against Chad Cool in this one here. But bullpens are going to be on display. Uh, actually won't be able to get out there that often. So these starters might have to eat a little bit. And that's why we think we might get some runs there. You mentioned certain parks that are starting to get some runs scored. Boston, all of a sudden right now, Fenway, they're starting to get it cranked up here. What do you make of the Orioles and Red Sox today? Yeah, one thing I want to mention, 30-mile-per-hour gusts tomorrow afternoon for the uh, final oh few holes here at, at Colonial. Winds are going to be a little bit calmer in the morning. Okay. Pick up a little bit in the afternoon. So maybe something you want to take a look at from a head-to-head matchup standpoint, if you can find any of those out there. we got an early player maybe going against a later player. Uh, the wind looks like it will pick up quite a bit. 30-mile-an-hour uh, gusts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 30 to 35. Okay, yeah. so very quickly, that's a great point. So now, because I thought double digits, it absolutely would be in vogue, and that's what you'd have to do to go, oh, oh, it could be right around 10. We're seeing right now two guys at nine. Especially at a par 70. Ooh, so that is a very interesting handicap. So again, if you get the better draw, you might even find a guy at seven, eight under par. We'll see how the rest of this round plays out today here in the next hour and in plus change that we have with you here in Betting Across America. That's an excellent, excellent observation that all of a sudden, maybe guys that get the better end of that draw and tee off a little bit earlier than the leaders might get the better weather conditions. So again, those that another factor to really uh, factor into your handicapping here with those big wins tomorrow. What about today in Boston here? Do you expect a lot of runs between the O's and the Red Sox? Yeah, I mean, look, we didn't get many runs in the first game. 5-3 final. Nate Uvalde actually threw a complete game, gave up two earned on seven hits, struck out six, walked the guy, gave up a home run. But... That's huge. I mean, he gave him nine innings yeah. in game one. You know, and, and Jordan Lyles only gave Baltimore four and a third, but Keegan Aiken really saved the bullpen there. Baltimore is a team that has a really good bullpen. They have been used a lot here of late. And you've got a scenario here today where you've got a couple of guys in game two that probably aren't going to work all that deep into the game. And so that makes things a little bit challenging. You know, generally speaking, for a doubleheader, one of the games gets started by the 26th man. You're allowed to call – well, 27th man now. You're allowed to call somebody up from the minor leagues, and that's typically the guy that ends up getting the start. So we've got a couple of those types of guys here in this game where you've got some pretty unknown starter commodities. Uh, and Denny Reyes, I believe his name is pronounced, mm-hmm. uh, he gets the call up from AAA for Baltimore here today. And then Winkowski gets the start for Boston. And – you know, we saw Boston have a complete and utter bullpen meltdown yesterday. Wow. Uh, I know Stormy was on the Boston run line, and she texted me later at night. She goes, I hate Boston. <laughs> so, okay. You know, they gave up 10 runs in the final three innings of that game, so right. understandably so. But, you know, this is one where we've got a total of 10.5 now. And the idea of a total of 10.5 outside of Coors Field would have been ludicrous a couple of weeks ago. But we've seen offense really pick up on the East Coast, uh, as I've talked about already. So, 
Yeah, maybe this is one where we do wind up uh, having a bit of a slugfest here with a couple of unproven starting pitchers. Uh, Dodgers continuing their series against the D-backs. It looks like uh, they're going to have uh, a rather large number here. Minus $1.80 is what I'm seeing here. Now it's up to 190 at BetMGM. Uh, that run line, if you want to lay it with the Dodgers, and that's been a strong play for a lot of uh, for a lot of betters out there. They go, all right, let me lay that run and a half with the Dodgers because when they win, they normally win big. They won by two last night over Arizona, even though they gave up two in the ninth. What do you make of that handicap today? Yeah, so Merrill Kelly gets to start for Arizona today, and he's been really, really good. He's got some great raw talent, great raw stuff. The spin rates are really good. He just never could put it all together. This year he has with first-year pitching coach Brent Strom. However, in his nine starts, he's faced the Dodgers twice, given up 11 of his 19 runs. Mm. So that's been a tough matchup for him. It's a tough matchup for virtually everybody to face this Dodgers team. Uh, if Kelly can get back on track, I do like Tony Gonsolin on the other side for the Dodgers, but Chase Field is a ballpark that early on did not play well for offense, and it's kind of coming around a little bit now. We had the Royals and the Diamondbacks had a couple of back-to-back 14-run games. Yeah. We see the Dodgers score a lot of runs pr- pretty much everywhere where they are. Uh, so you know, this is interesting to see this total of nine here where we've actually seen a little bit of under money in this game, and I think that when you look at the betting markets right now, most of these games are getting bet up on the total, whether yep. it's just the juice that's moving or if it's actually moving a half a run, a full run. We saw a game move a run and a half yesterday. If you've got a game that's taking early under money, that says a lot to me. So I guess the thought process may be that Merrill Kelly figures it out, gets back on track here today. I don't have a bet in that game, but even if I don't have bets in games, I try to watch the market and pick up context clues. Sure. And that's one for me where there were some nine and a halfs this morning. Now it's nine, even with under juice and with what we're seeing in terms of run scoring right now, any move on the under stands out to me. Those Metropolitans, by the way, taking on the fills and uh, Pete Alonzo, the polar bears has gotten it going again here uh, with his power as of late. Taiwan Walker going to go up against uh, Zach Eflin here in this one. What do you make of the Metropolitans? We keep waiting for the recession uh, and the regression, but it's not happening. And right now, they're still scoring runs. Yeah, it's not happening. And I'm, I'm really not sure why, to be totally honest with you. I mean, their contact quality numbers aren't particularly good. No. They have a lot more infield hits than anybody else, but they're still scoring runs. They're putting a lot of balls in play, and, and that's been a really successful strategy for them. Zach Eflin's pitched well in his seven starts. He's coming off a really good start against the Dodgers where he struck out 12, which is no easy feat. Uh, Taiwan Walker is a really tough guy to figure out because <laughs> he's never healthy. And... He'll have some starts that are really, really good. He'll have some starts where he teeters on the brink of just getting smoked, but finds a way to get by. And then he'll have some others that are just really, really bad. So I think Eflin is a little bit more projectable, but it's very hard to take the Phillies in any full game context because their bullpen's just not very good. So, you know, for me, maybe a Phillies first five lean, but probably not anything I'll be invested in. Eight and a half is that total there. We we mentioned it with the bullpen of the Phillies, uh, not particularly good. And their defense is not particularly not well. It, like the, the makeup of this team is like, all right, let's out slug everybody. They're a slow pitch softball team, right? They, gonna... they need kegs in the outfield. They really, truly do. <laughs> they might get them in Philadelphia with that fan base. Uh, the way things are going there. Uh, one other start that I do want to get to uh, very quickly here. Uh, they're going to be on the south side of Chicago to play this uh, crosstown series between the Cubs and the Sox. And uh, Johnny Cueto looks good in black when they're out there. Uh, what do you make, old man Johnny, out there right now? Uh, minus a dollar forty, uh, up to dollar forty-five favorite here. So a little money coming in on the Sox. So Johnny Cueto, 
I'm, I'm surprised to see what he's done in his first two starts here because he's a guy that in the month of April I think would have thrived. You know, in that in that time where the ball wasn't carrying at all because mm-hmm. he's not the same strikeout guy that he used to be, but he still knows how to pitch. Right. And and he's one of those guys, he'll alter his motion, he'll upset timing. It's something that can bother younger hitters, and the Cubs do have a younger lineup here. I also like Keegan Thompson on the other side for the Cubs, who's facing a White Sox lineup that's in the bottom five in offensive performance against righties. Keegan Thompson's pitched really, really well. He just doesn't work super deep into games. Mm -hmm. So I thought about the under in that game, but I'm worried about how much the Cubs bullpen actually has to work. It is nice that the White Sox bullpen, which has been used a ton, had a day off yesterday. So a lean to the under that I thought pretty hard about, but wasn't able to pull the trigger on. All right, so again, a, a mental bet, if you will, but I like the handicap there as well. Again, back to the uh, Charles Schwab very quickly. It's Scotty Shepard, Brennan Todd, even though he's going to run out of holes here in this third round. Right now, co-leaders at nine under par. No movement. Nobody's gotten to 10 under par so far today with those wins up. Excellent point by you, Adam. When we come back, we will talk some NFL. Colin Kaepernick, did you hear? He's with the Raiders. Does that affect the way you think of Las Vegas in a betting perspective? Come on back. It's Vison, the Sports Betting Network. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.